Welcome back to another week of Queen City Trading. Uh, right off the rip, I'd like to say we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice, and you should not take financial advice from a podcast. Uh, so without further ado, I'm joined now by my good friend, Jerome Ball. Jerome, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. We're recording this on Mother's Day. Um, so happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. And let's... <laughs> I keep saying maybe this will be a better week. Um, ooh, brutal week last week. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we this week shapes up. Yeah, happy uh, Happy Mother's Day to our incredible wives who are letting us record on Mother's Day. Uh, they're they're definitely the uh, the smartest part of our little group here. So absolutely. Um, so yeah, do you want to uh, do you want to kind of give us a quick run through of what we saw last week? Some of the ugliness from this past week. Yeah, so the the biggest drama came down on Wednesday with the Fed decision. They decided to do a 50 uh, basis point hike, and that actually rallied the market. Um, it was what a lot of people were anticipating. I had actually bought spy calls leading up to that decision. Um, and Thursday, we sold off that rally, and Friday, we made another low. And we're setting up for another week that could be another down week. Um, we may maybe hit a bounce early next week, early Monday, Tuesday, and rebound. Um, but it, the chart's not looking good. Um, we have a lot of earnings this week. We can discuss that. Um, but nothing's really on the table that just makes me excited. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I, I want to talk real quick about the the Fed meeting that we saw last week because I think this was one of the more interesting Fed meetings that I've participated in. Um, we, we always like to joke that the FOMC days are, are like Christmas morning. We like wait with excitement to see the, <laughs> the insanity that's going to come out of the market. And we got some of that this week. You, you can see if you look on, uh, was, it, was it Wednesday that the meeting was uh, or yeah, Thursday? Uh, Wednesday. Um, if, if you look at the five-minute chart or even the 10-minute chart, we were kind of ticking along uh, normal price action that you would expect out of SPY or QQQ. And then you can see very distinctively after 2 p.m. where the meeting starts, um, the, the price action starts to get extremely volatile. You get huge swings to the downside, then the upside, then back to the downside, mm -hmm. and then eventually to the, the upside hard. So, um, you know, good opportunity there to enter options plays uh, if you have the stomach for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, you played calls on the FOMC day and ultimately we're, we're able to make some great money from playing the upside of that day. Um, but a, a risky play for sure. Not, not an easy thing to sit through. No. And I was playing it based off of the last fed um, decision where they did the uh, hike. Um, we saw the same thing. We saw the, as soon as this decision came out, I, th I think the market tanked for like five minutes and then boom, it just rallied uh, into the end of the close. And it seemed like a lot of that was just baked in um, leading into it. And so that was my mindset. I think last time I had got screwed because I had a stop loss in place. And then that big move down, you know, took me out. Um, and so this time I did not have a stop loss in place. And I had bought spy calls for $1.50. And they had got up, I think, to like 280 on that initial spike. And I think you had said something like, did you sell? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm holding out. And then it tanked 
went down to like 50 and I should have bought more. Um, it's always hindsight, but, uh, I wrote it out to like 420. I sold, um, I think that's when spy hit like 425 and that was my target to sell. And then I think spy ended up hitting like 430 that day. And those call options went above 900. Um, but I was more than happy to, to take those profits. Yeah. And I love that you, you know, however risky the plan may have been, you did have a plan going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I sent you a text on the, the initial big spike and said, did you get out? And, uh, I kind of shuddered when you, (laughs) you let me know, no, I'm, I'm still riding these calls. Um, Uh you know, but we did see, uh, an eventual spike up to, uh, let's see, we got all the way up to 429.66, uh, which coincidentally coincides with the uh, 20 exponent- exponential moving average on the daily chart. So, um, you know, however, uh, however out of place or uncommon FOMC day may be, it, it still respected the, the levels, uh, key level on the chart pretty well. So, um, but a fun day for sure. I, I, I had played very small on FOMC day. I think I took three scalps, maybe even two scalps, uh, prior to the meeting and then sat the meeting out this time around. Um, so FOMC day is definitely a day that you have to have a plan and, you know, be prepared for anything. It's, it's not a day to be tying up a ton of capital in your trades. You, you can absolutely get wiped out. Um, I think, uh, real quick to, to wrap that segment up, you, you touched on the point of the stop loss there. We, we talk a lot about stop losses and, you know, how they can, they can save you and they can, they can ultimately, uh, you know, preserve capital in your account, but they mm-hmm. can hurt you at times. There, there's definitely a time and a place for a stop loss. Um, it, it can be part of your plan either way. I, I can plan to have one to save me on a trade that maybe I don't have conviction in or, know that hey you know this this may be a volatile trade i i may need to limit my use of a stop loss here yeah and some people they're adamant they're going to put the stop loss in regardless and there's other times where i think i fall in this category where i'll have the mental stop loss well i'll see if it's here and i'll decide to sell i want to be in full control but the issue with that is like well let me see if it goes a little you know if it rebounds i'll give a, you know another five minutes see what happens and you're kicking yourself thinking, why didn't I just get out and ranch the trade um, once I felt, you know, better about it. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on an interesting point also that, you know, when you did see that trade start to go against you, when it went hard to the downside, you, you, you kicked yourself after the fact on a winning trade that you didn't average down on it. Um, but we have continuously talked about, um, you know, typically if I'm averaging down on a play, I've, I've already lost. Um, mm-hmm. It's, if it does come back and I do make money off of it more times than not, I got lucky. It, it wasn't that I had a, a skilled trade with a great plan. Um, you know, not that there's not some luck in the market. There absolutely is. But uh, if, if you find yourself averaging down, you're probably already in trouble. Yeah. And that leads me to Neo. I got lucky with Neo. That was one where I had bought puts. Um, those news came out about delisting. And the chart looked poised for puts. And I think it was that Wednesday where everything just rallied. And I'm thinking, well, there goes that. But I never, I think those puts the next day opened up like 10 cents. Um, 
And so I just left them. And I got lucky that I think I grabbed them around in the 75 range and then sold like a 120. And I, I was lucky that the market tanked for me to, to get out. Um, those should have expired worthless. <laughs> I, so I actually really, I love the Neo trade because you, you know, yeah, you got lucky. The The market went your way and, and Neo went your way, um, but you didn't play above your means on that one. You, you knew that that was a trade that could go either way. You had some technical setup going into it and you, you played with an amount that you were comfortable going to zero. Like you said, you, those, those contracts should have expired worthless. Um, you didn't overextend yourself. You were in a play that you felt comfortable with, and that gave you the ability to ride that trade out. Um, you, you could have very easily cut that trade for a, a 15 or 20% loss or, or hit your stop loss on it, um, but you were able to ride it out and, and make some money from that trade. Yeah, which I'm glad I was able to, to get out, um, but I, that was part of lucky uh, luckiness, and it wasn't you know, my strategy failed um, and I should have got out. So that does happen, but I, I feel like that's putting bad habits. Um, so that leads me to lucid. I was shorting lucid on Friday. I was waiting for a break below Thursday's low of 1840. And um, my goal was to short it down to 1760. And I hit that goal. I think that my contracts were around 30 cents and I sold them for 65. Um, but I decided to leave a runner after the previous days of the spy just continued to tank. The queues continued to tank thinking, oh, okay, Luce is going to 15. Let's leave a runner. And um, long story short, that runner expired worthless. Um, that's where I probably should have put a stop loss in place, especially if I bought it in the 30s, um, put a you know, stop loss place, at least I'd break even. So that was a lesson learned. Uh, I, I know better than that, but uh, sometimes you just get greedy, and especially on those Fridays where the call options are, are pretty cheap. Um, but still, yeah, and it's it's interesting. So I'm I'm looking at the Lucid chart, and you know, Lucid did end the day red on Friday, um, but it, it got enough of a bounce a bounce back to kind of kick you out of the profits for that that contract. Yeah, and so. I think it got down to 1744. Um, 1760 was my, my target. Um, and then really when it, the, going off the five minute candle, when it hit 1778, I should have just cut that last, that runner. Um, but I'm thinking, okay, well, we're making, uh, you know, a bear flag. Um, it's just going to breathe a little bit before the next leg. And no, it just it, it ran up. Um, but it did come back down a little bit. But on Friday, if you're playing zero uh, days to expiration, that decay is going to get you. So you got to be quick. And I think that's where you do a fantastic job on your scalps. You get in, you get out. And um, that's something I'm working on getting better. And I think that's something you can probably touch base on. Yeah. So it, it's a, an interesting point to follow up on a, a few of my trades from last week. Um, I did heavily lean towards scalping last week. I, I would say my, average time for trades last week was five minutes to, to maybe 20 minutes. Um, I continuously, uh, I, I played the indices a lot. I, I traded spy, I traded the cues. Um, I think my, I had two best trades last week, uh, for, for very different reasons. Um, my best scalp last week was the, the cues on Friday. Um, we, we opened Friday, 
we started to dump hard, uh, and then we did see a rally to the upside. So uh, I decided to scale into the queues. Um, I think I bought two contracts initially. Uh, it started to go further to the downside. Uh, I bought two more contracts. Uh, it went down just a bit further, and I bought one more contract. Um, and then we saw that that heavy morning rally on Friday that uh, took those calls to, I think I, I cut all five of them at 170%, somewhere in there. Wow. Um, so I did very well on the queues, but uh, I decided to cut all of the contracts at once because, like you said, it was it was zero days to expiration on Friday. Um, I, I did not want to play with fire on those. Um, now, now, what was your conviction to average down when we've had you know we're coming from back-to-back days of what well, we're selling off at the open all the way until the end of the close like what made you think hey we hit a bottom this is a reversal so yeah let me i'm bringing up the five minute chart which is what i i absolutely would have been using on friday um so for me what i was watching on the five minute chart uh, i saw the uh, the first couple candles were just we're bleeding. It's it's dropping down. We're we're tanking hard, um, and then you saw on the third candle a, a bit of a tombstone candle where it it started to bounce back up and then drop down. Uh, but then for the fourth candle, you got that little uh, I, I'm not sure what people call it the, the, dojo the candle. I yeah, the the long leg doji. Uh, we kind of we went to both sides on that candle, so. That was the point where I thought to myself, well, uh, bears and bulls are kind of fighting each other at this point. Uh, I think there's a good chance that we could swing back to the upside. Um, but it's it's a great observation. You know, uh, I had the, the conviction to play that because I thought that it would go up to the upside. But, you know, that's that's my opinion. <laughs> um, it was not a, a strong conviction play by by any means. Um, just following the price action, I, I, I thought that it would. So um, you can see by the time we get to uh, about 10 o'clock, it's starting to the bottom. It's starting to bottom there. So and at 10 o'clock, that 930 to 10 o'clock, that's your opening range. That's that's kind of setting where the price action uh, is going for the day. So to end at 10 o'clock on that green candle like that, um, I was I was pretty confident that we were going to swing back to the upside. Uh, and then for the next 20 minutes, it, it rallied hard uh, above where we opened at all the way up to almost 313. Um, so but it, it's I think it's it's worth noting that you have to know what play you're in heading into it. It's it's Friday. I'm playing zero DT. Um, you know, as soon as I see myself getting some profit here it's time to get out of that trade and, and count your blessings that you took some money away from that one. Yeah. Um, you're right. And that's something I need to be better at on Fridays. Um, I just have, I always do options profit calculator to try to have like a, an idea of, okay, this is where the target, you know, price wise, where I think, let's say the queues will, will go for the day. Um, and then I'm like, okay, at that, let's say we hit three ten. Okay. What's, what will 310 be worth if I have this call option or put option? Um, so I kind of have that in the back of my mind. And I think that's what keeps in my trade longer than I should, where if I see it going against me, just get out 
wait, be patient, and then get back in. Um, but we're always learning. Yeah, and it's it's a great call out there. Um, there are so many things that you have to consider when you're getting into contracts, when you're holding contracts, and when you're considering exiting contracts. Um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, maybe even into Wednesday, uh, you, you absolutely can be looking at the options profit calculator and, and deciding, you know, hey, if, if I have some conviction in this play, this is where the reward is. Does, does the reward outweigh the risk? Do, do I like my odds here? Um, getting into Friday, that's, that's a, a recipe for disaster, in, in my humble opinion. Um, which leads me to uh, my other best trade from last week uh, and a follow-up to previous episodes was Zim Integrated Shipping. Um, I took, uh, I, I executed really well on these and it's, it's kind of outside of my normal scalping strategy. Uh, so Zim last week, uh, we, let me bring up the daily chart real quick. So on Monday, uh, Zim opened at 5548 uh, and went to a low of about 5422. I, I believe I entered contracts somewhere under 55 um, and scaled in a bit throughout that morning. Um, and then did well on Tuesday. Uh, we saw a high of 6297. Um, some point on Tuesday, I scaled out half my contracts. Uh, I think I took those for 75%, uh, which was pretty close to covering the entire cost of all of the contracts, um, you know, and then left myself the other half. Uh, when we got close to the high of the day, I cut the rest, uh, not the rest of the contracts. I cut another uh, few contracts that were left and left a runner um, and then ultimately cut the runner somewhere near 300%. So well done. Yeah. And the I, chart I was, still looks good. And it does still look good. So I, I'm, it's an interesting trade for me because, um, you know, like we, we always say, scalping is definitely my strong suit. That's, that's where I perform the best is just, you know, when I see green, I take green. Um, you know, that was a Monday, Tuesday trade for me. Had I used the option profit calculator and, you know, stuck to the chart on this one, uh, there, there was obviously room left to the upside, um, which is easier said than done. And in, in hindsight, you know, it's, it's worth noting that while Zim was, was running on those days, the market was not doing well. Um, you know, the, the growth stocks were bleeding. The, the risk was definitely coming off in the market. Um, and I, but I think that played to the advantage of Zim. It's, it's a, a logistics company, a shipping company, uh, definitely a, a safer play in, in a treacherous market. Yeah, I'm looking at their PE, uh, 1.8. So talk about a value play. Um, but I think you cut it at the right. So I'm looking at the chart right now. You bought it at the support um, at 54. Uh, I think you said you got it below 55. But yeah, the support hit, hit 54.14, rebounded. We did the two down, two up reversal. And that... Um, I'm guessing that was Tuesday, that big candle. Um, that's you hit the 50 day uh, moving average, and then we're climbing up. I think we're at the resistance right now at, at 67. 
So maybe we'll see it test the 50-day moving average again, um, breathe a little bit, and then break through that resistance. And I think there's some room to run up to, what do you say, like low 70s? Yeah, I think it's it's very possible that uh, Zim gets close to 70 this week. It potentially breaks through for, for a huge breakout. But uh, there, there are also a couple things that are worth noting with Zim. Uh, one, they have earnings coming up on the 18th, so... Um, you know, a week out, less than two weeks out to, to Zim's earnings. So there, there's definitely some, some money entering, anticipating bullish earnings from them. Uh, they're also a dividend stock. So there, there are people entering the stock just so that they can qualify for a, a pretty heavy dividend that Zim pays. Um, this last round, they announced a special dividend, uh, I think it was, was $78 a share. I, I could be wrong about that, but, um, an insane special dividend because shippers are, are charging outrageous money right now. Um, you know, in the, the business that I'm in and a lot of businesses, uh, if, if your container supplier tells you, Hey, the only way that I can supply you with containers is to charge you twice what I was charging you six months ago. Um, it would quite literally shut a huge part of the business down to not pay for those containers. So um, you're, you're kind of stuck and, and Zim is in a, a position to be stuck making tons of money. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm still bullish on Zim, but not as uh, not as heavily as we head into earnings. I, I think you need to be wary anytime a, a stock is heading for its earnings date. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if it's that price is built in or, or what. Um... So speaking of earnings, uh, a lot of earnings this week, especially in fintech, and I almost want to say some of like the the meme stocks, AMC, Palantir, um, let's see, Roblox, get Coin, Rivian, Workhorse, Peloton. Um, anything you like this week? Yeah, this this is an exciting week for earnings. Um, you know, it's it's a great segue into it from Zim. Uh, the last earnings release, I was holding Roblox calls um, and running up to those earnings. I was doing very well on those Roblox calls. I think it's at one point I was up 300 percent, 400 percent and decided to hold them through the earnings. I was anticipating Roblox crushing earnings. Uh, and if you if you'd like to go back and look at the chart, you can see how that ended for me. Um <laughs> We, you, you and I were actually uh, together on that that earnings release, uh, and it it uh, put a damper on my day for sure. Um, you know, as always, I'm I'm very interested in Coinbase this week. I'm 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 not going to make a prediction for them. I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, you you had mentioned Robinhood leading up to Coin. What what are your thoughts on that? Well. All the brokers are, are saying that trading is down. Robinhood, uh, Schwab, I think Fidelity, um, just retail trading is, is down. And I know Coinbase makes a lot of their money off of transaction fees, um, and which I know they're trying to steer away from that. They're trying to get other revenue sources, but I think primarily that's their big one. Um, and if there's less trading going on, I can't see them doing well with earnings. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with them. So Coinbase in the last quarter released their subscription service where you can subscribe to Coinbase and not pay trading fees. Um, I don't have the specifics of it. I ballpark. I think it was 
I don't remember how much it costs, but if, if you're an active trader uh, of crypto, it, it was an attractive offer. Uh, with that said, the, the crypto space in general hasn't been very attractive for the last quarter. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think if you if you force me to pick either way, I, I would not be shocked to see Coinbase miss this week. Yeah, and I, I love Brian Armstrong, um, love Coinbase, but it just doesn't seem like we're in the environment right now where they're going to do well. And so therefore, I don't, there's really nothing earning wise this week where I feel like it's going to lift the market. Um, Peloton's looking for a 20% stake. Um, Fintech has just been getting destroyed. Uh, AMC will be interesting. Um, I feel like a lot of people have been out and about, so we'll see if their numbers are well, but they're not going to lift the market. No, and I, an interesting comparison for AMC this week. Uh, if you remember uh, Netflix on the first uh, earnings report that they really started to tank hard, mm-hmm. um, they were coming off the heels of, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember the, the name of it, the, the game, the, the Korean show. Uh, Squid Game. Squid Game. Um, they, they were coming off the, the back end of a, a giant, you know, reception to Squid Game uh, and still tanked earnings very hard. So AMC is coming off of uh, the Batman this quarter. I, I know that they they did very well with the Batman in their theaters. Um, I, I'm so scared of the meme stocks at this point. I I can't say that I'll, I'll be playing them one way or the other. Wow, I'm um, looking at their. I haven't looked at AMC's chart in a while. It's at thirteen seventy six, um, and it's right around hanging around supports so uh yeah i think what monday is amc earnings uh yes monday after close for amc uh clover also after close so yeah kind of a kind of a meme themed week this week um you know it is it is worth noting that amc gme and uh dogecoin have had a better year uh, if you take the year in totality, not just this this quarter of of 2022, uh, they've they've been outperforming the market. So, you know, as as fun as it is to, uh, you know, kind of poke fun at the at the ape crowd, um, if if you were smart with your trades, there there was absolutely money to make with them. Yeah, I just don't have the conviction, so it's hard for me to to get in. But um, you make a good point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is not me by by any means uh, in, endorsing those stocks or, or, you know, giving them a vote of favor. Uh, I'm not currently in any of them. I don't have any plans of being in any of them. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. They're, you know, coming off of covid uh, and, and still kind of in just a weird place with covid. You also have six flags this week. Um, you, you have a firm and SoFi, you know, the kind of borrowers stocks, um, there's, there's a good mix this week. So I, I think it will be interesting, but I, I think all eyes at this point are kind of on spy. I, I think it, we're, we're at a very critical level at spy. Uh, you know, are we going to, are we going to fill that gap down to, to 400 and, and potentially beyond? Yeah. Which I think so. Um, and the queues have, are at a critical level as well uh 400 support which i think that's gonna get broken um and yeah monday is a russia victory day um so what do we have to expect with that 
<sighs> yeah, and I don't know what to expect with Russia. You know, it, it unfortunately there there are so many narratives around it, and you know, depending on which news source you like to consume your news from, would would probably dictate which way you fall on that. Um, my understanding is that you know Russia is not doing very well. They're they're having this this victory parade, but uh, they don't have a lot of tanks to put in it. So um, a, a sad situation all around, and uh, it will be interesting to see how it affects the market. Um, I can't imagine that it it does anything good. There's there's really not a lot of good news going around right now. No, um, and so I'm. I, Pretty much for next week, I'm gonna take it a little easy just because this past week we made outside week with the cues and the spy. Um, so there could be a chance that we have an inside week. So a lot of chop. If we do see a move down, a two down, um, then I'll be looking at puts, uh, looking at Tesla for puts. If we break 843, um, my target there is at 821 and 802. So I'm definitely looking for things to the downside. Not a lot to be bullish about. Unless you think that we just <laughs> sold off too much and we're due for a rebound. But in my opinion, I, I think we're just going to keep being in this bear market until the Fed decides to stop uh, raising rates. Yeah, I think heading into this week, um, that'll be the trading week of May 9th. Um, everything is at a critical level. Um, Bitcoin is sitting at, uh, as we speak, 34.4, just over 34.4. Um, it has wicked below uh, its weekly trend line that goes all the way back to June of last year, June or July. Um, so, yeah, I, my, my personal theory, and it is just a theory, uh, I think that we'll see a bounce early in the week. I, I think that we're going to see some moves to the upside to, to give the bulls some sense of security heading into the week uh, to, to trap more money long. Uh, for the the eventual move to the downside where we we really see that that capitulation candle um it's it's worth noting that on spy we are on our fifth week of downward movement um let me make sure i'm right here uh so this past week was the fifth week so um you know, heading into a sixth week of downward movement for SPY, uh, there there is the the potential that we we see that capitulation candle where where we're really, you know, we we see a hard retracement to the downside. Uh, is there anything that you're looking for this week that's on your watch list? Um, so I will continue to watch them. Uh, I, I hate to stay on the same ticker for too long. Um, but they are coming up to to earnings the following week, so I, I think that uh, it's definitely something that's worth keeping an eye on. Um, I'm I'm really watching uh, crypto and the indices this week. Uh, my main watch for this week uh, will actually be DXY. Um, it's the the U.S. dollar index. Uh, if you look at their weekly chart, uh, it's been on an absolute tear. Uh, topped out this past week at 104.06. Um, you know, it tells me that big money is is putting their money on the sidelines and, and leaving their money in cash. Uh, if I see the DXY start to drop, that will tell me that we're, we're seeing some risk on. Um, if, we, if we see DXY continue to tear to the upside, uh, that'll tell me it's probably time to play some puts. 
when did it hit the peak? Was that the same day as the Fed decision? Uh, no, ironically enough, it was it was on Friday. Okay. Um, so it dropped hard on the Fed day. It went all the way down to 102. I'm, I'm sorry, 103.19. Um, only to the next day rip back to the upside at 104.06 uh, and then closed at 103.66. So, um, you know, r- regardless of those ranges, there there is a lot of money in cash right now. There, there are a lot of people sitting on the sidelines kind of waiting to see uh, where we go from here. I, I don't I, I think that if you, you know, if you had to make an educated guess, it would tell me that, you know, there's a lot of money anticipating a big drop coming, um, which will present huge opportunity to go long. Um, but timing that bottom is a, is a treacherous task. Yeah. And it's hard when you're already in the market. Um, if let's say you're a new investor and you don't own any stocks or, you know, you're just getting started can't help to think that wow this is a beginning of a great buying opportunity to really start building your portfolio um but let's say you started investing last year you start buying in the highs um and you're looking at now you're thinking man i just want to get out it's it's a really different mindset of when you're in the market versus being out like for example talking about um crypto looking at bitcoin or ether um you know, you see 2,500, you're thinking, shoot, do I, should I consider selling, take some profits? Um, but someone that's new to crypto thinking, well, that's a good buying opportunity considering we we're at what, like 4,000 not too long ago for Ether? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I just had a, a coworker say the other day that they were considering entering the stock market. And I, I told him this, this is either a, a really great time to get in or a really terrible time to get in. Um, un- unfortunately we don't know the answer to that yet. And it, it depends on your time frame, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you have, you know, 30 years uh, as, as we do, um, you know, pick something that you're, you're convicted on something that you think will still be around 10 or 20 years from now. And then you probably can't lose there. Um, you know, if it's something that is uh, a new business, that's not tried and true and tested, uh, this, this market could, could leave you with some hurt feelings and uh, some hurt pocketbooks. So we'll, we'll see where we head from here. Absolutely. Well, should we uh, spend some time with our wives on Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should. The, uh, the, the women that were, were lucky enough to, to make this all possible for us. So um, a happy Mother's Day to everyone. Uh, we're going to get some charts posted on our Twitter to, to look at heading into this week. Uh, If you would give us a like and subscribe, we would absolutely appreciate that. You can check us out on Twitter at Queen City Trading, and we will look forward to an exciting trading week this week. Let's do it. All right, my friends.